Hey fiends, your neighborhood witch here to share my opinions on what I love. Hear me rate movies and TV shows from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. The more absurd, the better. Join your host Christy on that horror witch podcast and let's geek out. Hey fiends, welcome back to that horror witch podcast. This is Christy, your host. And today we're going to be talking about Idle Hands, and this episode's going to kind of be a mix between appreciation and a little bit of dedication. So, as I previously mentioned in my grief series, um, I have a brother named Michael who passed, and his birthday is actually today as I'm filming, well, recording this on March 25th. So it's going to be, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So though he didn't necessarily get me into horror, he was actually like a huge fan in his own right. And he even wanted to get a Jason Voorhees tattoo. And I still have this figurine of his, um, of Jason. So this episode is going to be dedicated to my brother. So he, I'm going to tell you a little bit. So he was uh, four years older than me. And of course, like I looked up to him and like I got in the same music as him and movies, not so much TV shows because he loved Smallville and I couldn't get into it. I tried. So this movie, um, Idle Hands, is, is a cult classic, and like I said, it's a top favorite of mine, and so it's a stoner comedy, and it stars Devin Sawa, who was, like, the human version of Casper with Christina Ricci in Casper, and he was Alex from Final Destination, and he was the iconic Sean in uh, SLC Punk. So I had the honor of meeting Devin Sawa. Um, when was it? I think it was in the before times. Um, I believe it was like 2019 or so. I met him at um, a local horror convention called Monster Mania Con. And I got him to sign um, our DVD copy of Metal Hands, even though like we had like a VHS for like years and I don't know, it just got lost in the void. So anyway, I met Devin Sawa and he was really nice. And it was just so surreal to see someone in front of me that you've seen in like your favorite movies. Well, one of your favorite movies of all time. And they're just sitting there talking to you. So... <laughs> I had to like hold back tears because half of it was excitement and the other half was like thinking about like damn like my brother would have really loved this so I had um you know Devin Sawa like um I was trying to stop myself from calling him Anton Tobias so anyway um my brother did a great impression of him with this one line in the movie, hey mom, we're out of milk. So <laughs> that's the best that I could do. So I had Devin Sawa sign that on it. And I attempted to ask him questions, but again, I was like, I was so starstruck that I asked him how he was able to not constantly crack up all the time. And he said they were always laughing and everybody had a fun time and everybody got along and everything. So it wasn't like a heart to heart, but it was something. So I'm happy about that. And I, you know, I usually have like a mental like checklist of what I want to talk to people about, like a whole conversation planned out in my head. And then it just all goes out the window once I meet somebody. And I did end up having an extended conversation once with Daniel Harris of Halloween 4 and 5. She played Jamie. 
and I panicked and I talked about urban legend with her and not that I like loved her as Debbie Thornberry in the Wild Thornberries. So I'm sorry, Danielle, but thank you for being so chill about everything. <laughs> and moving on. And we're back. So Anton, he's, you know, he's just a stoner and everything. And I've, I've seen this movie countless times over the years. I'm trying to do this purely by memory. And it's one of those movies that I make new friends watch. <laughs> and I've watched it so many times with like my younger sister and our cousins at a way age inappropriate type of age. <laughs> And I can more than likely quote the entire movie. And I'll, you know, think of quotes like pretty much on the daily. So that's how much I've seen this. So I'm just going to try to do my best working with my memory. <laughs> so as I said, Anton is a stoner. He's lazy. He hasn't been to school in months. And his parents seem sweet enough. Like the mom kind of like infantilizes him whereas his dad played by the late great fred willard you might know him from best in show a mighty wind spinal tap modern family there's no way you don't know who the hell fred willard was and he's more aware of like how lazy anton is so you know they're kind of like talking about like halloween stuff like that when all of a sudden, the mom hears something downstairs. She gets freaked out. She tells the dad to go down and look. And he's like, oh, well, the dog's outside. It's probably just the cat. And then she's like, oh, well, go look. And, you know, he's like, oh, maybe it's just Anton pulling a prank. And she's like, oh, our little scooter would never do anything like that. And he's like, he wouldn't scoot his behind off the couch if the house was on fire. So, she makes him go look downstairs. And then he ends up screaming, and then she gets worried about him. She goes downstairs, and she finds him dead. So, spoiler, um, or not really a spoiler, this is more like a fun fact that I saw. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, they're both like the first ones to go. So you got to pay close attention to when the mom is getting up from like tripping over, I think it was like an um, umbrella, uh, and she falls and she lands and there's like blood on her hands and that's when she realizes like her husband's dead. So she gets up and you can see black knee pads underneath her nightgown. You have to really pay attention because it's like really a blink and you'll miss it type of thing. I saw it. I, I don't know when exactly I first realized it, but I realized it, I think, kind of early. And it's just like one of those, I can't unsee it. And I think it's like one of those funny, like, oops, movie moments. So, you know, she goes back upstairs. She tries to wake up Anton, who sleeps in the attic and she doesn't hear anything from him she hears something like rumbling in the house and she's like Anton is that you so then she goes back into the bedroom and she's sitting on the bed and she's like panicking trying to <laughs> panic dial 911 when she gets pulled underneath the bed and there's like a blood splatter that's pretty damn effective it looks pretty uh realistic i guess and then it's kind of violent with like the bed shaking and then it pans up to the ceiling where in black light writing it says i'm under the bed glowing so then it cuts to the next day anton he's sleeping he wakes up he he basically lives in his own little world he wakes up he changes his like Walkman, <laughs> which is before like iPods and like iPhones and everything like that, just 
So just bear with me, okay? So he, his usual routine is like, you know, get up, go downstairs, get breakfast and everything. And he can't really have breakfast because mom, we're out of milk. And then he realizes that. So then he's like, oh, all right. So sits on the couch, starts putting on some cartoons, kind of flipping through the channels and smoking the devil's lettuce when he realizes that he's all out. So he calls his one friend, Penob, uh, who's played by Eldon Henson. He's in Daredevil, the TV show. He was in the modern retelling of Othello in the 90s, or I think it was early 2000s, called O. And, you know, he gets typecasted as the funny best friend a lot, and, you know, I appreciate him for that. But I want to see him in leading roles, because he is a really great actor, especially in O. Um, you know, hey dude, I'm pulling for you. You're great. So, you know, Anton is, like, expecting his friend to just deliver it to him, and his friend prompt promptly tells him, St. Domino's, you lazy bitch, come over here and get it. And then Anton whines that he's comfortable, and it promptly gets him, like, hung up one. So, Anton just, like, walks out of the house, like, I don't, I think he put, like, slippers on, like, his mom's slippers. He's, like, wearing boxers, a t-shirt, a hoodie. He, he, looks like garbage and his uh neighbor named randy he's like one of those guys with like a lifted truck and everything and he's like oh hey anton he's like how's it going he's like nice outfit as so he's like walking to like i don't know if it's mick or panob's house it's one of their houses so they're in the basement and mick is played by the wonderful Seth Green. Do I really have to tell you who the fuck Seth Green is? <laughs> but in case you don't know, for some reason, he is famous for uh, Austin Powers. He was in It, the uh, made-for-TV miniseries, or I guess made-for-TV movie. I don't know. And Robot Chicken. So, Mick. He's, he's like, kind of like the comic relief, too. So, you know, they're just kind of talking about, like, this slew of, like, recent murders in their town and everything. These, like, uh, twin guys that they went to high school with who were flipping burgers, like, at this, like, burger joint. Um, and... <laughs> You know, they're like, oh, you know, there's a curfew for the high school dance because these two twins got killed and everything. And <laughs> Anton has no fucking idea, even though while Anton was flipping through the channels, like, they were talking about these murders. And <laughs> another one of my favorite quotes, uh, Panab is like, it's been all over the news. Don't you watch the news? And... Anton's like, I hate that fucking show. <laughs> so, that's that's the world that uh, Anton lives in. So they're like telling them all about like this barmaid at the bowling alley got killed. The Felstein twins, these twins, they got killed. And so Anton's saying like, oh, I haven't seen my parents in a couple of days. And then his friends joke about like, Oh, maybe, maybe the killer got them. And, you know, so they're just like shooting the shit, really. When uh, Molly, who's another one of their neighbors, played by a very young Jessica Alba, just on a motorcycle, she's supposed to be like Anton's like love interest or whatever. And he, like, of course, he. They try to play it off like, oh, he's just so awkward. Like, he doesn't know what to say to her. But it's also like, he also doesn't go to school. And he just wants to, like, 
do nothing. He just wants to do what he wants to do. Like, so how would she really, or why would she really notice him? And I'm just gonna get on my soapbox for a minute. I do, like, as much as I love this movie, it does grossly, like, sexualize a young Jessica Alba. I'm pretty positive that she was, like, maybe 17 at the time maybe even younger than that because i think it was judging from her haircut <laughs> uh it was around the time that like maybe before she got the job with um dark angel it was first of all let me just say i really loved that show <laughs> it was on fox um by james cameron and everything and it was like a dystopian future she's like a genetically engineered like like superhuman basically she was so kick-ass in that show and i want to find like a dvd box that i don't care i will watch the hell out of it and i'm sad that it was only two seasons and yeah i love horror i really do but i do have a soft spot for like science fiction so there's that so, you know, Jessica Alba, she's, like, known for Dark Angel. She's known for um, being one of the popular girls in Never Been Kissed. She was in Machete. So, you know, she's, she's great. But, sadly, she's only seen as, like, the hot chick. So, she drops, like, this kind of it looks like a journal and she writes like songs in it and everything so his friends like encourage Anton to like go and talk to her and everything and like return her book to her so that he can get laid so he does and then Panab um lends him a pair of pants and everything because first impressions and all so he does and then uh so anton goes awkwardly to molly's house to return her lyrics book to him to her and uh like you know she tries to actually have a conversation with him like oh yeah thanks for returning it and he just like kind of shoves it at her and like runs and she's like okay like all right <laughs> so so there's that and then it cuts to uh it's like this jail and there's this woman she's dressed like a nun she's trying to talk to this inmate who's like very much out of it and his hands all messed up and kind of like mangled and she sees it and she realizes like oh shit it's been here so she promptly leaves um the woman her name is debbie she's played by vivica a. fox who she was in a lot of roles in the 90s um to play that game she's also in the sharknado movies which i mean hey like do what you gotta do and if you want to do like cheesy b not even b movie like below b movie go ahead and i i saw her at the horror convention as well and she was very personable very warm very like talkative with people like just very sweet so she's on a mission because she's seeing like a pattern around like boulder colorado and everything of like all these different uh i think murders and all that so she's on a mission to find this like evil entity that possesses people's hands <laughs> hence the title idle hands so you know there's also um a scene where anton he goes grocery shopping because you know guys gotta eat and he runs into these two young cops and turns out he knew them from high school they were kind of nerds and everything and like anton was kind of like the cool kid even though he was like younger than them <laughs> and so you know he called them dorks and everything offended them and uh so they search his pockets and everything and like take a lighter off of him and all that and so they find like a baggie that smells like the devil's lettuce and so they write him up a ticket 
And also, Anton was kind of sneaky because he has this inhaler that he wears around his neck that he uses to smoke illegal substances. So that was kind of smart. So thankfully, he was not found out with that. But they gave him a ticket anyway for littering and gave him like a maximum fine or whatever. So he's like, oh yeah, thanks. So, you know, he promptly goes home and uses that as a rolling paper. So, and then like his, so earlier when he's like hanging out with his friends, like they ended up telling him that they actually didn't have the devil's lettuce. So they tell him like, if you mix nutmeg and oregano, you can get pretty wasted. Please do not do that. Don't do that. Please. <laughs> don't. That's a bad idea. Not that I would know, but just don't do it. So, so Anton tries it. He's watching, like, horror movies and, like, cartoons. Kind of, like, flipping through. And it, it ends up, like, I guess tasting really terrible or, like, making him cough a lot. So he's just, like, trying to rinse his mouth out and everything, make himself a sandwich. When, so one of the things that I love about this movie is the really great special effects. So Anton's trying to, like, make a sandwich and everything. And he's using, unbeknownst to him, a bloody knife. And he sees his cat is licking an eyeball. And I believe it was his dad's eyeball, if I remember correctly. So, <laughs> so he gets freaked out over that. He's like, oh my god, the killer. So he runs upstairs with his dog, Duke. And <laughs> the best thing he could do was, like, fucking hide under the blankets. As if, like, that's gonna, like, save him. Like, bro, you have a fucking room in the attic you could have went in the attic or like i don't know like ran out the door or something so he gets freaked out and then like he thinks he's okay well he gets he also gets freaked out because his friends show up he doesn't know it's him so that's what promptly scares him too and uh <laughs> so he ugh, i'm trying to remember as best i can so, so Anton, he realizes that, like, oh, the I'm under the bed writing, and he freaks out, runs back downstairs. He trips over um, an umbrella, <laughs> and he actually knocks into these. They were originally kind of like, um, scarecrow things with like pumpkin heads like kind of in like old farmer clothes and turns out it's the bodies of his dead parents so he freaks out over that and his friends come in to help him and Anton's freaked out because he's just seen like his dead parents and everything because Anton ran outside to go puke he's thinking like maybe it was the nutmeg and oregano that fucked him up so <laughs> so you know it's a very funny scene because uh anton's got like mtv on and it's got like a rap song on with like girls basically like twerking or whatever and his friends are like oh my god no way and then anton's like yes yeah, see and he's like oh my god i make Seth Green is like, oh, I didn't think they could play it anymore. <laughs> and, like they're jamming out to this song, and Anton's like, "Hey, fuckface!" And then they're like, "No, dude, it's the best part." And he's like, "Someone killed my parents." And so, so Panab he goes to like what he thinks is like resuscitating uh, his dad. So he's, like, basically beating on his chest, and Anton's like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my dad. Come on. He's like, I learned it on CPR. I learned it on Baywatch. <laughs> and um, so Mick ends up accidentally, like, knocking over, like, a um, like fast food bag. 
and two fried ears come out. And they're like, oh my god, are those ears? And then Panab is like, earrings? And so <laughs> they look on the floor and there's like, in written blood, it looks like, ant. And there's this hilarious exchange between <laughs> Panab and Mick. Mick is like, kind of, he's like, Panab and Mick are both stoners, but like, I guess they're trying to make like Panab like kind of like dumber. And then Mick, who's Seth Green, uh, slightly smarter or a smart ass at least. So he's like, Ant, they were killed by ants. And Mick's like, don't be stupid. Do you have like an evil ant? <laughs> so, and then they look down and Anton looks at his shirt. Um, and, uh, Mick is like, a killer was wearing your shirt. And Anton, like, looks down and he sees, like, the glowing paint is on his hand. And he's like, the killer was wearing me. I'm the killer. And he just says it very, like, with no emotion, kind of, like, zombified. And that freaks them out. So then they're like, okay, uh, we're going to call 911. That's, what's the number? And so, you know, they freak out, like, so Mick goes into the kitchen to go call 911, and Anton's like, oh, hey, you know, like, not being very convincing, he's saying it like he's gonna fucking kill somebody, which he does. Um, so <laughs> Mick tries to, like, you know, put some distance between them by, like, opening up the fridge and, like, offers Anton a beer. And he's like, you want a beer? And he's like, no, thanks. And so Anton grabs the beer bottle, smashes it, and stabs Mick in the forehead with it. And Mick dies. And then Anton realizes what happened. And he's like, Mick, Mick, oh my god, Mick. And kind of, like, drops his head or whatever. And so that freaks out Panab, and he's like, hey, we're buddies. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, I'm not trying to hurt you. And he's like, he's like, I can't believe you told me to smoke that shit. And so Panab's like, okay, I have to leave now. So then he goes to, like, run, and Anton's hand starts acting up and, like, blocks the door, locks the door on him. And so... Panab, he, he thinks he has nowhere else to go, so he runs in the basement and locks the door, and Anton's like, Panab, that's the basement! You can't get out that way! And so, Panab's, like, trying to, like, find a weapon or something, he grabs, like, a, a gardening tool, like, a little shovel thingy. I think that's what it was. <laughs> and, um, so, Anton's, like, now possessed hand so if anyone doesn't realize if no one's for some reason never seen this movie it's called idle hands because anton's hand um i believe it's his right hand anyway um his hand gets possessed because he's a lazy sob so anyway his hand is like punching through the basement door yeah, the basement door, and he, like, unlocks it and everything, and, like, you know, Panam tries to, like, fend him off, and it doesn't work, so then Anton tries to stab him and everything, or Anton's hand, I should say, the possessed hand is doing all this, and then he ends up um, grabbing onto, I believe it's, like, a saw, like, one of those circular saw things, and he, like, Xena throws it as Panab is trying to, like, run back upstairs. And it decapitate, decapitates him. And he's like, everything's gonna be cool, man. Everything's gonna be... And then... And then his head tumbles down and says, cool. And then Anton's freaking out. He's like, oh my god. So, then he's just kind of in shock. And he's holding his possessed hand. He goes upstairs. He, like, runs into, like, a beam. <laughs> and then he goes to sit on the couch. He's like, what have I done? Um, his hand is like, no, yeah, let's watch TV. So 
it grabs like the remote there's like a back and forth between his like good hand his bad hand like switching between like cartoons and like horror movies and stuff and you know poor anton's cat bones real cute white cat tries to like mess with the possessed hand and he gets like (sighs) flung across the street and lands in like uh molly jessica alba's like bush outside her um front lawn or whatever and he goes to look for the cat and so you know she's like oh you're looking for your cat you really got your ass beat and he's like kind of flirting kind of not he's kind of scared that like what the fuck is the hand gonna do so then somehow she gets turned on by this and they end up like hooking up after he like grabs her ass and like says that he like read some of her lyrics and all that and was like complimenting her like oh she's supposed to take it as a compliment even though he you know invaded her privacy by reading her personal shit and like grabs her and somehow she thinks like oh wow that's like real hot because you're like you know having the balls to put a move on me and it's like ew it's so it's it's gross and then so they're having like a cute kind of moment the hand tries to kill her by like trying to strangle her while they're like hooking up and everything it doesn't though and so he leaves and everything now all of a sudden they're dating and so debbie vivica fox's character she ends up in this bowling alley the local bowling alley and uh she realizes like oh something's been going on and everything she's trying to like investigate she has like a bunch of different clues where she's like you know undercover trying to get like information from local people wherever she goes and so you know she meets anton's gross douchebag neighbor randy and he's like hitting on her and everything and she's like oh wait actually so anton he ends up going to uh well the next okay so anton kills his friends they end up he like buries them and everything and they end up becoming zombified and they end up like coming up from the ground and everything and like try to kill him but they end up knocking him out instead and you know he asks them oh how come you're not in hell and they're like oh you know we heard we heard all these chicks voices and like enya music but then we decided fuck it because it was really far so it was just too much of a hike for them (laughs) to go to heaven so so they're like zombified and everything and they have to like help him like with the possessed hand and everything and He's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. So they said, like, oh, you should talk to Randy because he knows about, like, metal music and, like, Satan and everything. <laughs> so so he goes to the Burger Jungle, which is, um, again, this, like, local burger joint. And I did not know this. Uh, I'm going to have to look for him again. Kyle Gass of Tenacious D fame. Uh, plays one of the employees, uh, at the Burger Jungle. I'm, I think I know who it might be. I think it might be, um, I guess, like, manager guy? Or maybe he's the guy that, uh, like, tells Anton, like, or he, like, Anton tells him, like, he's going on break or whatever. I need to look for him again. So, because when I was looking up, like, the cast and everything, just so I can get people's names right, um, that's what happened. So I was like, oh my god, Kyle! <laughs> what are you doing here? So, fun fact. <laughs> so, Anton pretends to be, like, a worker and everything. He, like, ugh, he grabs, like, one of the, um, the dead twins, uh, uniform, because they're having, like, a little, like, memorial thing set up there. And he puts on a uniform and he goes to talk to Randy. Like, first he was trying to talk to Randy and, like, his hand was being possessed. So it looked like he was, like, 
touching himself inappropriately while he's trying to talk to Randy, and Randy got mad that he quote-unquote cock-blocked him. Because he was trying to... Randy was being gross, too. He was, like, trying to hit on some girl who's clearly still in high school. Um, who was, like, grieving and everything over the two guys. And she says some inappropriate shit. So, you know, he gets mad because, like, she's like, Oh, like, ew, you're a jerk. You're gross. And, uh, so Anton goes... Tries to talk to Randy through the drive-thru. <laughs> and, you know, like, Anton's trying to not kill people in this fucking drive-thru. Because there's, like, knives everywhere. So he puts his fist in, like, ground beef. And it's really fucking gross. So, Randy thinks that, like, he's just talking about, like, oh, he's just, like, a bored kid. So he's, like, doing a bunch of stupid shit. So he's like, oh, you gotta keep yourself busy. Idle hands are the devil's playground. So Anton takes this the wrong way. And so Anton, like, tries to knit and everything. And so, uh, <laughs> he's sitting there watching, I believe it's Dawn of the Dead from George A. Romero. So that was a nice little, uh, like horror shout out um so you know they're chilling and everything and they're like so what do you knit now he's like oh randy said uh, idle hands are the devil's plate pen so i gotta <laughs> keep the my hands busy and he's like that's mick is like oh well that's not literal it's more like metaphorical and so like they're kind of ragging on him for knitting and everything and then the I'll just call them rent-a-cops. <laughs> the two guys that Anton knew is from high school, they come busting through because they think Anton's the killer and everything. First, they were going to, like, I think they were going to bust him on, like, something else. But they see, like, um, like, two dead corpses next to him. Like, they don't know if they're, like, zombified. And, like, Panab is, like, holding his own head. And, like, the two cops get, like, freaked out. So the one of them, like, shoots one in the head. And he's like, oh, my God, I just shot one in the head. He's like, yeah. The other one's like, yeah, they're morgue meat. So they tell Anton, like, you know, drop the knitting needles. And he's like, I can't. And so it's like a funny back and forth of, like, I can't drop the knitting needles. No. Drop the knitting needles. Put your hands on your head now. He's like, I can't. So... He, Anton ends up getting one of the knitting needles and, like, putting, puts it through one of the cop's, like, ears and it comes through the other side and kills him that way. And then the other cop goes to grab his taser and somehow Anton gets it and he, like, kills one of the, the other cop, like, shocks him to death and everything. And so they go, another one of my um, favorite quotes. They go, nice, go, go, buffalo, and start clapping for him, and then, um, Anton is like, no, no. So, <laughs> they go in the kitchen, Anton goes in the kitchen, because he's like, I'm sick and tired of this fucking hand, and he's like, I can't keep doing this, and he starts to do, like, a little crazy laugh, and he goes to, like, cut his hand off with, like, one of those bagel guillotines, I believe it's called. Or a bagel slicer is basically a bagel guillotine, and they're worthless. So he goes to use that. It doesn't work, of course. So then he goes to grab, like, a meat cleaver, and the hand is, like, bouncing around the table and everything. So then he asks Panab, who's, like, got the severed head, and then bite down, and then he chops his own hand off, and then, like, so Anton cuts his own hand off, and then, of course, the hand escapes and everything, and Mick and Panab go uh, next door to go get him, like, a band-aid and everything to, like, fix him up, because Anton's trying not to fucking bleed out to death, so the hand fucking gets out and everything, and it 
goes on a rampage, basically. And so, you know, back to Debbie and Randy talking. And she's like, he's like, oh yeah, he's saying like his hand is possessed or whatever. And she's like telling him all about it. Like, oh yeah, I come from a long line of um, priestesses who find who find a guy who's like the laziest fuck up whose hand is possessed and so she's on a mission to stop that and he tells her about Anton and then she's like oh show me where he lives so then she goes to find him and everything and then so you know Mick and Panav come back to like you know help him or whatever and so Anton is just like he's still in the uniform by the way and now like there's blood all over the place and so Molly comes over because they're supposed to go to the dance together because again like they're magically a couple after all that so she's dressed all cute like a angel or whatever and he tells her like to stay outside because like the fucking hand's trying to kill him and everything and uh yeah so you know they go to the um dance together well before that anton tries to like kill the hand again and throws it in the microwave and tries to like fucking like fry it to death i guess and he thinks that it exploded because there was like a spurt of like blood all over the microwave and so, like, him and Molly go to the dance and everything, and then Mick and Panam come back with, like, first aid kit and everything, and they have, like, burritos. And they have their own little moment where they go to use the microwave, and the fucking hand gets out and escapes. And so they think nothing of that. And they use the microwave, and Panab like, complains that like, maybe you should, you should clean it first, and then he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll clean the whole fucking house. <laughs> this ain't our mess. So then they use the, uh, disgusting microwave, and Mick helps Panab, like, like, be able to eat his burrito and everything, and so he gets, like, one of those, um, I guess it's like a barbecue fork or something like that. It's like what you would like put hot dogs on or something and he puts that in like i guess his like torso his like near his throat region and he like kind of puts his head on a pike and then when he tries to eat the burrito like the nasty food like comes through his neck like seeps through it's really fucking gross but the zombie effects are really good i won't lie and a lot of the special effects are actually really good. So, so then Mick gets it into his head to put, like, some tape around his neck. So then they're all well and good now. So then, you know, uh, Anton tells Molly, just, like, go into the dance and everything. And so the hand, like, goes and kills, I believe it's the principal. He's, like, on the phone with, like, I think a sex worker, like, a phone up op phone sex operator he gets killed because the hand like basically like grabs his crotch and like rips it off i believe and like kills him that way um so you know anton's trying to like not have anybody else killed and so the hand just like goes on a rampage uh the offspring are at the high school playing because like I guess they were doing that. It's like, you know, one of those teen movies where they have, like, a big band at the time play at, like, a high school fucking dance. Because, like, that's what you do. It's like a Halloween dance. So it's like Anton tries to warn everybody about, like, there's a psycho killer here. And you see, like, a whole sea of, like, students all wearing masks and everything. And so, you know... Oh, and he runs into, well, he ends up killing the offspring. Shocker. And so, you know, Anton also runs into um, Vivica A. Fox's character, Debbie, and Randy. 
and she tries to kill him and he's like no no like it was my hand i cut it off and so you know she's like oh well we have until midnight to stop the hand or else it's gonna take your girlfriend and like drag her to hell because like you know the hand goes and like tries to kill everybody and everybody's freaking out and everything so mick and panab are just kind of like chilling and so you know molly molly and her friend go into a vent and like to hide or whatever molly survives but her friend gets killed by the hand by like a fan it like like the, her friend is dressed like a devil so she's got like a little whip and everything and like you know they put like one of their shoes between the blades and then of course like the hand fucks that up and the friend ends up getting hung and then like shredded to death and then molly gets knocked out by the hand because she gets down safely the hand kidnaps her and everything and mick and panam like make well more so mick makes a joke of like oh i knew you weren't gonna get any like you can go back and get a piece if you want it so again like take this movie with a grain of salt it's not like it's not very like politically correct or anything it's it's supposed to be like a stoner movie from the 90s like stoner com stoner horror comedy i should say so like the hands going on a rampage la di da and it has like molly tied up to a car and everything and like oh and han's gotta like save the day and everything and there is a really funny i again i like i'm thinking a bunch of quotes so like the hand like he dresses up like a well the hand dresses up like a hand puppet and tries to like kill anton so he can't get to molly and it's fucking hilarious because this fucking puppet is so goofy looking and he like tries to knock out the fucking hand with like a, um <laughs> a uh uh what's it called anyway an ashtray there we go jesus how did i not remember that word so anyway um <laughs> so anton goes like who's your daddy now bitch so that's when like make a knob come out of the ceiling and try to help them and then they find like molly tied up to this car and the car is getting lifted um she's basically gonna get crushed to death so you know like somehow in the school there's like this like auto mechanic portion for like i guess the kids that are learning to be mechanics and so make a knob find this like i think it's like a muffler and it's made into a bong so <laughs> um they're trying to help Anton by, like, you know, having the car not be lifted anymore. Like, with the little machine or whatever, and the puppet's just, like, the puppeted hand is, like, like making a funny, like, evil face and everything. Um, they couldn't get her because that fucker's got a grip. So then Mick and Panab decide to take, like, a little break and smoke because it makes them, it gives them strength like Popeye so <laughs> so they decide to smoke and then um out of the like muffler bong thing and it's funny because uh mick calls it like mighty joe bong <laughs> and um so then of course like anton's the one to kind of help it like try to like defeat the hand and then vivica a. fox like saves the day because she throws her dagger at the hand and then uh it lands into mixed chest and then it just kind of like blah and like poofs into like non-existence anymore and then Mick says like something really funny he says like um that's it he's like i mean i'm i'm happy everyone's all right but that was weak and so you know everything's all fine debbie goes with randy to go have ritualistic sex with him and <laughs> so then of course like they got to show like an ass shot of jessica alba because like 
How convenient. The hand, like, ripped off her skirt of her angel outfit. And, uh, so they're making out. And then since Mick and Panab helped, they got to go to heaven. So then they decide to bring the bong with them. (laughs) And, um, so then as Anton and Molly are making out, they go underneath the car. And then that's when the car decides to finally drop down and it crushes Anton. And they think he's dead. And then, oh, what do you know? He's in the hospital. He's got a full body cast and everything. And so, you know, she's being a nurse to him and everything. And then Mick and Panov show up as, like, angels. And then they decide to, well, they end up being his guardian angels, kind of. So they end up, like, turning the lights out on him. And it says, I'm under the bed. And Anton gets freaked out by that. And they're like, oh, you're going to tell him that we painted it on the ceiling? They're like, nah, fuck it. And so... That's the end of the movie. Yay. So I'm going to read off a bunch of different quotes that I, uh, (laughs) that I really love. So one of them, when Anton realizes, like, the killer's in his house, he says, holy shit, the killer's here. The killer's in my house. And (laughs) like I said earlier, the ears joke the ears were actually the ears of like the Feldstein twins that got murdered. And it's like, are those ears? Earrings? And then Ant, they were killed by ants. Don't be stupid. Do you have like an evil ant? Um the killer's wearing your shirt. I think the killer was wearing me. I'm the killer. And then last but not least, it's Mighty Joe Bong! So that has been Idle Hands. So that's the end of that episode. It was incredibly long that I didn't realize until after the fact. Whoops. <laughs> so thank you for sticking along or sticking around this whole time. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I can see where you could find Idle Hands online because again i have like a physical copy of it um you can find it on prime youtube google play apple tv voodoo yeah so run it give it a watch um i would suggest it to anyone that is not too keen on horror i think the comedy kind of like outweighs the horror aspects of it if you do like tucker and dale versus evil then you'll like this one so give it a watch and have a good one bye just a reminder fiends if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode and you want to support this channel you can feel free to donate any amount you like to the listener support button thanks and have a good one